1: time now for New Hope Radio on AM 1100 KFAX. This program is the radio ministry of New Hope Christian Fellowship in Hayward, a place of healing and restoration. Now here's today's message of hope.
2: I was in high school. I had just really given my heart to God, like for real. And I was like on fire for Him. I fell away from God after high school for about a decade and was out doing some crazy stuff, but thank God he brought me back to my senses, you know, and, and, and I'm serving him now again. But, you know, in high school, there was, this, there was this period of time where I was just, man, I was just on fire for God. You know, I wanted to change the world. I was like, yes, God, we're going to, you know, do this. And And I was at this point where, I was searching for a word from him. I was like, God, I need a word from you. I need this, this life-changing word that's going to just alter my destiny and something that I could hold on to and, and, and just plant in my foundation and, and we're going to change the world. I need to hear a word from you, God. I need a word from you, God. Has anybody ever been there where you just feel like you need a word from God? I need a word from you. And so what I decided, I said, you know what, tomorrow morning I'm going to wake up real early and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down somewhere and I'm going to just spend time with God and I'm just going to stay there until I hear from God because I need a word from him. So I got up super early the next morning, maybe like 3.30 in the morning. It was pitch black outside. I don't think I had a car at this time. No, I didn't. So I must have ran down to the San Leandro Marina. Right, I get there, it's pitch black. And I walk out, and I sit on one of these benches, and I sit down, and I'd say, all right, God. I'm going to stay right here until I hear from you. So I'm just sitting there. It's freezing. God. Uh, Speak, Lord. Speak.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Hours are going by. The sun is starting to come up. Hallelujah seek you in the dawn lord yes i do speak lord speak lord (laughs) hours are going by right it's maybe like 10 o'clock in the morning now i've been there for like six hours and i'm like god i'm just going to be still before you until i hear you and so i just close my eyes and then i begin to feel the presence of god like I just really begin to feel his presence. I felt this warmth overtake me and I felt his presence was was there with me. And I, I had my eyes closed and, and you know I just I just begin to to see something in my mind starting to form. And it was just this white image, kind of like a, a swoosh type of thing, right? And I'm like, oh Lord, is this this is the cloud of your glory I'm seeing. Let your glory fall, (laughs) God. And I begin to see this image, right, clearer and clearer and clearer. And then I realize what it is, and it's the Nike swoosh. I'm seeing the, straight up, I don't even have any Nike stuff on. I'm seeing the Nike swoosh, like as clear as day in my head, just bam. And I'm feeling the presence of God. So I'm like, God, what are you trying to tell me? Am I supposed to go work for Nike? You know? Like, and, and I was an athlete at the time, and I had ambitions to do some things with sports. And it's like, I'm going to be sponsored by Nike, and then you're going to give me this platform to be able to, to spread your word, God. Yes, yes, yes. And then, check this out. And this is maybe one of the only times that I really heard God so clearly. I heard him say this. said, no, just do it. Just do it.
0: And I said, just do it.
2: And see, sometimes the word of God is very simple for us. It's not to be over complicated. It's not to confuse us to the point where we don't even know which way to go. In the same way in this chapter, God is telling us that the word that I'm about to give you is a very straightforward word. It's a word that You don't need someone to translate for you. It's for you, it's already in your mouth, and it's already in your heart. So let's read. This is what the word of the Lord says to his church today. Verse 15. See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God to walk in obedience to Him, and to keep His commands, decrees, and laws. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you are not obedient, and if you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, I declare to you this day, that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live And that you may love the Lord your God, listen to His voice, and hold fast to Him. For the Lord is your life, and He will give you many years in the land He swore to give to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He set before us two paths, and in fact, He said this, He said, we're at a crossroads, where I'm taking my people, there's no time for middle ground anymore. Amen. And I want them to choose today which path they intend to walk down. Amen. Because a path that's sitting on the fence is a path of disobedience. So I pray that you choose life. I really want to look at verse 16 here. Because I believe in verse 16 we have the commandments that are needed in order to walk down this path that God has called us to. So verse 16, let's look at this really quick. It says, For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to Him, and to keep His commands, decrees, and laws. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering possess. So we have three commands. Okay, and if you're taking notes, write these down. Three commands. Number one is to love the Lord your God number two walk in obedience to him and number three is keep his commands decrees and laws so let's dig into this just a little bit okay love the lord your god the first commandment here i don't know about you but i've been feeling the lord just tugging on my heart and tugging on my heart and calling me back to a place of intimacy with him And I've talked to a few of you guys, and I know that God is speaking the same thing to to some of us. He's calling us back to a place of intimacy with Him. Because if, if we're not at that place of closeness to God, how can we ever obey Him and stay on that path with Him? So there's a place of intimacy. And I believe that that God has, has everybody here, everyone that's listening, falls into three categories to this calling that God is calling us to, this place of intimacy. Number one, the first category is this. He's calling us simply to the place of intimacy. Some of us have never had that before. We've never really felt close to God. Maybe some of us just got saved and we're just experiencing this this is all new and I want you to know that that God desires to have a close close intimate relationship with you where literally you, you can hear the heartbeat as you just put your head in his chest you begin to learn his character and his nature you begin to know who he is for real you begin to change because you begin to be more like him in his presence it's in his presence that you're made whole It's in his presence that your healing takes place. Not just physical, I'm talking about, your emotional healing, your spiritual healing. We all have some healings that need to take place in our life. And it's in his presence that that's going to happen. So some of us fall into that category where we're just simply being called to that place of intimacy for the first time. And if that's you, that, that you know who that is. Number two, the second category is some of us are being called back to a place of intimacy. There's a verse in Galatians 5, 7, and 8 that says, you were running the race so well, who cut in on you? Who cut in on you? And then it talks about that, who who cut in on you that would make you not obey the truth? And God is saying, what happened to this? You know, you, you, what happened to this? We used to have this close relationship. And how many know, because I, I, th- I'm in this category, I'm going to be honest with you, where, man, there's been seasons in our life where we, we've had this close, intimate relationship with God. And in those seasons, we had a joy that couldn't be robbed from us. There was a peace that was inexplainable. Not that everything was going perfectly but we were equipped to handle what was happening because of our intimacy with God. And God is saying, today I'm calling you back to that place. I'm calling you back to that place of intimacy because it's in that place, it's in my presence where you are who you really are. Where you begin to really walk in your true identity. When you really know my heart, it has to be through an intimate relationship with me. So if that's you, God is calling you back today. He's calling you back. And the third third category is that he's calling some of us to a deeper level of intimacy. A deeper level. Yes, you have the time with God. And yes, you seek him. And God wants to know, but God's telling you today, there's so much more. There's so much more I have for you. There's so much more I want to reveal to you. But it's only in my presence that I can do that. There's so much more I want you to know about me. But it's only in my presence. Keep going. Keep pressing. Keep pressing in to my presence. If you spend 30 minutes a day, spend an hour a day. Whatever it is that you have to do, God is saying I'm calling you to this deeper level of intimacy and watch what happens watch what happens so that the first commandment here is to love the Lord your God he's calling us to that place of intimacy the second commandment is to walk in obedience to him and when I read this there was a word that just really jumped off the page at me and that word is walk it doesn't say to stand in obedience It doesn't say to lie down in obedience or just be still in your obedience. The Word of God says to walk in obedience. It's time to get up and it's time to start moving forward towards the blessings of God. And as you do that, as you begin to walk in the obedience that He set before you, your chains and your shackles begin to fall off. I love this because, listen... On Wednesday night, Pastor Tim, he was, he was preaching a great message, man, and, and I remember th- this, this one thing he was talking about. If you guys remember this, if you were here, he was talking, and I'm paraphrasing this, so if I get it wrong, just slap me after service, but <laughs> don't really slap me. Um, he was saying, like, you know, sometimes we have to start moving even in our shackles. That's right. God is saying, I've already opened the jail cell door, yeah. and I'm standing right here, and I want you to walk out. Yes, we need to start walking in our obedience don't wait until just the chains are completely off you because sometimes God is saying it's in the process of you moving forward that the chains begin to break off of you God is saying I've loosened the chains enough I need you to move so that they'll fall off of you the shackles you feel around your ankles, yeah, you feel them. But once you get up and once you start walking in obedience, they're going to fall off. Yes. They're going to fall off. So we have to walk in obedience. We have to get up. We got to start moving forward, you guys. Even in our inadequacies, even in, you know, everything that, that, that the devil would lie to us to make us feel we're not good enough. We don't know enough. We don't, you know, all these things, right? And God is saying, just walk. Just take a step. And see what happens. Watch your faith start to grow. Watch your confidence start to grow as you walk forward. As you move out of this comfort zone that you created for yourself, this jail cell that you created for yourself, step out. It's time to move forward. So walk in obedience. Have intimacy with him and begin to get up and begin to start moving in him. The third thing it says is to keep his commands, his decrees, and his laws. How many know when when we have something and when we're holding something that's so precious, we have to protect it everything we have? Because when you have something that's of value, there's going to be people and things that may try to come and steal what you have. And God is saying, I want you to keep my commands. I want you to hold them dear to your heart. There's one of my favorite verses in Galatians, Galatians 5. It says, it is for freedom that christ has set us free so stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery stand firm then stand firm the 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 greek word that's used here for stand firm is the same word that would um, describe a soldier that's on the front lines okay and as this soldier is on the front lines and he sees that the enemy is about to approach him he takes a certain posture and that posture is not just a flat-footed come on here we come because how many know you're gonna get knocked over real easy with that posture what they're saying is stand firm is to learn a certain posture where you plant your feet in the ground and you know that there's a hit coming and you brace yourself and listen if anyone's ever played football you know that you're taught you don't just take a hit and absorb a hit. you got to give a hit back. Whoever gives the hit back, the other person's going to feel that hit more. So as you're standing firm and you're taking this posture and this soldier is ready and here they come, they're coming, coming, coming. Bam, I'm giving a hit back. I'm keeping his commands. I'm holding on to what's valuable in my heart. I'm having intimacy with him. I'm walking now. And when the time is right, I know the posture and I've learned the posture that I need to take to keep the commands of God in my heart, amen. Let's read on. In verse 17, there's a warning because I I believe that that God has also said this, that there's going to be some of those that will cross over into the land that I promised, but they're not going to last very long in that that land. Amen. Their hearts are going to be drawn away from me. There's going to be other gods, other things that take precedent over me in their life that are going to slowly draw them away from me. And I pray that it's nobody here today. Hallelujah. But chances are it is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't let it be you. Thank you God. Don't let it be you. Thank you God. Don't allow things to draw you away from the presence of God. Because the blessings He has for you and and the promises He has for you that are just on the other side of the river, they far outweigh anything that the world could ever offer you. Don't let them draw you away. Because if you're not seeking after Him, you're being drawn away. It's in the active pursuit of God that we walk down the path that He has for us once we stop pursuing, we start growing stagnant. And I'm going to tell you today, fight the stagnancy, fight the stagnation. We should make some shirts, new hope shirts, fight the stagnation. You got to fight it. You got to fight it. You got to keep walking. You got to pursue him. So it says, but if your heart turns away and you're not obedient, and if you're drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, I declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. Come on. Don't let that be you. Don't let it be you. God has taken us to a place. He's taken us individually and he's taken us collectively to a place a place of his promises and don't let it be you that falls off don't let it be you the, the story goes on in the in the upcoming chapters that, that it talks about joshua being raised up and joshua being raised up as the new leader moses is on his deathbed and uh the lord anoints joshua as the leader and and i'm, I'm closing with this so we're, we're almost done The story goes on to say in the first few chapters of Joshua, in fact, in chapter three, that the Israelites were amassing on the the banks of the Jordan River. And as they were amassing, they were about to cross over. It was time. They had been wandering around for 40 years and it was finally time for them to cross over into the land that God had promised them. The the Bible says that at, at that time of year, the Jordan River would have been at flood stage. Okay, so in, in most places, this river would have been wider than a football field and would have been just rushing with water. And how many know, it's, it's, it's no coincidence that God chose that time for his people to cross. It's not just like God, that he would do that. Let's, let's wait until the river is flooded. Let's wait until, like, there is no doubt that I'm getting the glory for whatever is about to happen. And I want you to know that today I believe that God is raising up some modern day Joshua's that will say, God, I will take the lead. God, I'm ready to lead your people. I'm ready to be the man that you called me to be and to start leading this family the way that you designed me to lead this family. For some of you women, it's I'm ready, God. I'm ready to lead my family, ready to lead my children, I'm ready to lead my friends, I'm ready to lead my coworkers. I want to be that Joshua that you are raising up to take your people into the land that you promised. And I want you to know, some some of us today we've we've come up against some obstacles in our life, some obstructions that just seem so large and seem unmovable and unpenetrable and there's no way around it and there's no way through it what am i going to do what am i going to do but see god promises in here he says i've already gone before you That's good. i've already gone into the land and i've already been working on your behalf see the story goes on in joshua chapter 3 that joshua commanded the priest to take the ark of the covenant which represented the presence of god yes. And he said to go out before the people, to walk ahead of the people and walk towards the river. So God was ahead of the people. And as the priests were carrying the presence of God, they came up to the banks of the Jordan River, that flooded water mass. And I can imagine they were probably scared. They're like, we're going to drown. We're going to walk in this thing and we're going to drown. Who knows? Maybe they had some crazy faith. I don't know. But Joshua commanded them, now walk into the water. And as the priests began to walk into the water, guess what happened? The Lord stopped the flow of that river. And the people were able to pass into the land that he promised. And I want you to know that there's no obstacle that's too big for God. In fact, The bigger the obstacle, the bigger the opportunity for God to perform a miracle in your life. And the more glory that he's going to get when he does it. And he'll do it every time. Especially when you let him lead. Especially when you say, you go before me, God. I'm going to follow you. Even though I don't know how this is going to work, I'm going to walk into the water. Not just going to wait and stay on the banks. I'm going to walk in with you, God. And I know that I know that I know that you're going to come through for me. So God is raising up some people today that will say, God, I want to choose life. I've been walking down this path for too long, and I know, I know that I'm not sold out for you. I know there's things in my life that take precedent over you, God. I know that, you know, I've been sitting on the fence for far too long. And God is before you today saying it's time now to choose life or death choose life or death and, and and i just pray that there's some people today that can even stand and say god i choose life today i choose life today god i know that you're calling the modern day joshua i want to be that person god i want to be the leader of the family that you call me to be i want to be the leader of my friends whatever it is god i want to be that person and i say yes lord i say yes to you today it's a simple word it's a simple call it's just a call to say yes. Yeah. To say yes to Him. Can we just stand today? Let's stand today and, and we're going to sing a song. It's a simple song. And it just says, I'll say yes. And, and I just pray as we begin to just sing, sing this, I pray that, that your faith would begin to arise. I pray that, that within your spirit, you'd begin to make a stand. You'd begin to make a decision to say, God, I choose the path of life. I'm not going to go down that other path. I'm not going to go down that other path. God, I choose you today. Come on. God is saying, choose this day whom you will serve. Choose this day whom you will serve. Hallelujah. Jesus. Come on. If you want to run down to the altar, come down to the altar. Whatever you need to do. Come on. Solidify the decision that you're making today. Come on. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. If you need prayer today, come down the altar. We'll have people pray with you today. Don't let this day go by. Don't let this opportunity go by to give your heart to God for real. Yes.
1: This has been New Hope Radio, a ministry of New Hope Christian Fellowship, located at 22110 Montgomery Street in Hayward. Services are held Sundays at 9 and 1130 and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. with Spanish service each Sunday at 2.30. For more information, find New Hope Christian Fellowship online at hope4hayward.com. That's hope4hayward.com. the number four, hayward.com. Join us again next week at this time for New Hope Radio, here on AM 1100 KFAX.
0: Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.